Hi, you're listening to Loose Lips. This is Vivian Darling, and your your hosts are Ike Avelli and Tim Moss. I'm dancing to the music. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Tim. Hi, Ike. Oh, I miss you. I miss you, too. And welcome, everybody, to Loose Lips. Yes! Mm. (laughs) How are you you doing? I am good. I can't believe how fast this month is flying. I know. It's almost Halloween, which means it's almost Thanksgiving, which means it's almost Christmas, which means it's almost New Year's. Which means I get to put on my elastic pants. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Not that I have been wearing them for the last year and a half. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. some good things coming up. Yeah, I've I've been doing a lot. I've got I'm doing uh Ertie's show this weekend that I'm the musical guest in uh Ertie is improvisational repertory theater ensemble. And nice. I, just, I have a ball with them doing their shows. They're always so much fun. And where's this at? That's at the Producers Club down on 44th oh. Street here in New York City. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and yeah. then I'm also going on my third date with a with a man. Yes. Stop it. Yes. All right. You have to tell us a little bit about it. Just give so, us a little idea. How was the first date? Because that's oh, always a plus. Very nice. And, and, and the weird thing is, is we haven't even had sex yet. <sighs> I know for a gay man, you know, a gay relationship. Whoever heard of that, you know? Maybe we should come back in another episode. <laughs> no, but, but that's what that's what I've been looking for. I want I just I want someone who really likes me and we get to know each other and that's what's happening. He's he's studying for his PhD and he's just he's really nice guy, very very handsome, very nice, very and and we're about the same age so that we can connect about yes. like, how the LGBT community used to be and how it is now. And yeah. we we just connect. And, yeah. and he's also an LGBT activist. So Oh, I, God, God, it's a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll know more at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, after we have sex, I'll tell you if it's a perfect fit or not. <laughs> I am so happy for you. Nobody deserves this more than you, Tim. Oh, thank you. I'm Seriously. But I'm just, yeah. I'm just step by step taking my Nothing time. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like back when we were in our 20s and it was just like, okay, come on over. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, it's like that for me now too. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Tim, got to say, we are just, our listeners are growing. I know. I love this. This is insane. We uh, want to give a shout out to all our new listeners in the United States, like Newport and Barrington, Rhode Island, Havana and Chicago, Illinois, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Austin, Texas, Westbury, New York, yes, and our favorite New York City. But it's not just here in the U.S. We are international, too. Because we've got some wonderful friends in the U.K., New Zealand, Chile, Sweden, Mexico, and Germany. Yes. Oh, and a big shout out to our Chile fans because... A few of them were Sheena Easton fans, and they were listening in last week when we oh, had a yeah. guest Michael J on. Uh-huh. So we were very grateful that they tuned in and shared our our show on their websites. And oh, how wonderful! Muchas yeah. gracias, Chile. Yes, <laughs> and 
for all our fans all over, our show is sponsored by hmm. Uber Lube. Yes, and hopefully soon I'll be able to use some Uber Lube. <gasps> I'm so <laughs> jealous. I I might just give you mine because they're just collecting dust at this point. <laughs> no, but Uber Lube, Uber Lube can be um, used on both ends. I mean, if not as a lube, you can use it as a hair product. Seriously. Yeah. I probably should have even tried it out tonight. I should have put some on my hair to see. Well, and actually your hair looks really good. So we'll say it thank you, Uber, like lube. Uber Lube. So that way, in case of an emergency, you can just go. Whack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so Uber Lube comes in wonderful glass bottles, large, small, and travel size when you're on that plane and want to do a little uh occupado in the bathroom it's time for the mile high club so please visit uberlube.com they're wonderful wonderful uh, we love them they've always been behind us (laughs) thank you but we are so excited about our first guest tim go ahead oh my god well our first and only guest (laughs) (laughs) no i got a surprise no our, our guest tonight, uh, we absolutely love and adore her. Uh, she's very well known in Rochester, where she hosts a variety of drag shows. Uh, you can also catch her doing her wildly famous drag bingo and drag brunch at, I don't, at Roar. At yes. Roar. Yes. And through her incredible Vivian Darling's Productions Company, she also wrote and produced two incredible shows. She done tried it. And which bitch did it, who we both got to see previews, hello, which had an amazing run as well at the 2019 Rochester Fringe Festival. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to talk about it all with our friend, Vivian Darling. Yay! Hi! There she is now. (laughs) And that's our show. Bye. Oh. oh my god how have you been honey bunny i've been so good uh you know i it, it's so weird to say that after two years of being locked up in your house right how you doing i'm doing great oh good <laughs> good good me and duncan hines right <laughs> that's how it was at the beginning you know no. still is duncan, yeah <laughs> please <laughs> But I don't got time for Duncan Hines. You know, I, I'm lazy at this point. I just go, oh, what's what's in the box at the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, with the pandemic and everything going on right now, I don't even wait till I get home. I just open the box and eat it right on the floor in the aisle. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know when the world's going to end. Never, yes. never, never. So, so, so you're in Rochester, New York. How I am. Was, how tell us how the pandemic? How was it in Rochester? Well, it was. I want to say a little turbulent at first because we got obviously y'all are in New York City, and you know how New York was at the beginning of the pandemic. It was almost. Yeah. It was a complete shit show, mm-hmm. um, and there, everything was so uncertain for the longest time. And then the lockdown came down pretty hard on us. For Mm -hmm. a while, it was like three months, that first three months of the lockdown. Um, So we had just started doing regular shows at Roar because they had openly been open for like three months. I was going to say, Roar Roar is the new club in Rochester. It's the new LGBT club. It's like the place to be. It's brand spanking new. It's 
fabulous. If you haven't been there and you're going to be in Rochester, this is a shameless plug. I am not. <laughs> Please go check it out. Um, not only will you see me occasionally there, you'll also see a bunch of other talented uh, drag performers in Rochester, drag queens, drag kings, and everything Queen. in between. Nice. Um, sometimes they have live music, they have burlesque dancers, they get Good. strippers coming in occasionally and go-go dancers. Um, so there's really something for everyone at Roar. Uh, but so they opened in November, 2019, right, like at, and then the pandemic hit, everyone knows, like back in March, yeah. February, yeah. Like in February, early March. Uh, so they had a struggle and figure out what worked best for them. Um, so they started doing some digital shows and some takeout orders because they have a full kitchen. So they nice. were able to make make food and kind of do like a streaming show on Twitch. Okay. Um, so they started doing that. And then in the summer when things started relaxing more, uh, they brought back we like to call it quarantine or COVID friendly activities to get people to feel more safe to come back in where we had a whole bunch of plexiglass up. We were super cautious about everything going on. We every new announcement and guideline that came out, we followed, I think even it was more strict than what was suggested because right. we were being super careful, but we wanted to make sure the, the, club and the owner uh dd dubois and, and the group of them that own the bar wanted to make sure everyone was super safe and super protected but still had a place where the community could get together because in rochester there are very few community spaces right now especially during yeah. the pandemic and they wanted to be some sort of beacon of hope and light and someplace right. you could go and still feel safe at um while still listening to the guidelines and pandemic uh right. guidelines so we started doing drag bingo every week um, and trivia, uh, which everyone could sit in their seat in their little secluded uh, side of, of the bar, and no one was. Everyone was kind of separated, and we had you know plexiglass up, and it was. Let me tell you, it was something that we all really looked forward to every week because it was something to finally do yeah. and get out of the house for. Right. Um, right. So we did that for a while, and then in November they shut back down again because things got worse mm. with the second wave. And then yeah. um, they kind of got fell into the groove and figure out what works and what doesn't. So at the beginning right. of this year, they picked back up doing um, the um, bingo and trivia again. Um, and then when things, once the vaccine came out, we added karaoke to it. And now we're back to full operations uh, for vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals uh, where they can come in and enjoy the community space and have a great time, um, try to relive what it used to be like, yeah. kind of make a new way uh, forward and to see how things can change a little bit going forward. Um, so they started doing brunches again. Um, I know Tim said I host the, they're my brunches. They're not my brunches. I occasionally oh. do one. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, my my stick there is bingo. I oh, am the bingo bitch bingo. of Rochester. Uh, that's what I. everyone knows that I host the bingo at Roar. It's always a hoot and a holler. We unfortunately don't have a gambling license, so you can't win any money. But we have other great, fabulous prizes from merch. Up in the bathroom. and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we, got, we got lovely Roar merch to give out. We also have um, maybe some shots and cocktails and other uh -huh. specialty things that we can have fun with. It's always a great night out. You know, I, I like to tell everyone, this is not, you know, go to the bingo hall with grandma. This is come <laughs> to a drag show and you're expected to get shit faced by the end of yeah, the night. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a lot different um, atmosphere than just regular bingo. So we like to yeah. make it a little fun. And so, then followed by um, 
it's paired with karaoke now because we can do karaoke. Oh, good. Um, and my drag sister, she hosts uh, karaoke Gemini Stone, and she we kind of do a dual night together where I'll start with bingo and then we do a little drag show and then we go into karaoke for the night and we we kind of do things throughout the whole night and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and that's on every every Thursday night at Roar, starting at like six o'clock, and we start and we go to midnight, and it's you know it's yeah. something to finally do. And then everybody calls in sick on Friday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't say COVID, but <laughs> but when now were they were they doing like a hybrid? Were they doing uh, something where you were able to watch the show from home if you didn't want to come out, or was it just strictly? In indoors, they used to do the hybrid, and then once things, once the vaccine came out, they switched to just doing it solely inside. Um, there, uh, Rochester is actually really good with vaccinations. Um, I've only there's only a few times I've seen a lot of uh, pushback from the crazy people I like to call them, um, <laughs> and uh, so and especially the community itself. It's such a good tight knit community that people are willing to go out and protect themselves and everyone, right. not just themselves, but everyone around them. So the gay community itself in Rochester is really good in solidarity for that and protecting right. each other. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, we have that nice foundation to kind of spread that sort of love and care for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, we learn and we grow and we try to make it better than, you know, better than the next, the day before it. So, yeah. you know, it's a learning process and we're, tr- we're trying to nail it down, but we're having a great time. Yeah. That's good to hear. That's yeah. good to hear. Absolutely. Now, now going backwards a little bit, mm-hmm. like we started, we started current. Now we're going to go back. I was pleasantly surprised and, to find out that you lived in Pennsylvania or you were you born in Pennsylvania? I was actually born in New York. Oh, okay. In uh, Warwick, New York. So like just north of the city. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you, and but, but you wound up in Pennsylvania at one I, point. Didn't I you? basically grew up in Pennsylvania though. Um, by the, from the time I was like three years old to the time I um, graduated high school, basically. Wow. I lived in Pennsylvania. Um, in Pennsylvania? Just, I grew up in Banger, Pennsylvania. I know. Uh-huh. Banger, yep, yep. How close I was to you, honey. Ho. Hometown ho. My favorite joke from that area is there's two towns next to each other. There's Banger, and then there's the town called Mount Bethel. And the joke is you always have to Mount Bethel before you get to Banger. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Now, now, then, that's near Sailorsburg, there. right? Yes, it's near. I, I was. Then, I lived not far from there. And then uh, later on in high school, the last two years of my high school, I actually lived in uh, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, we were so close, Ike, and you didn't know. Well, then yeah. again, you know, you were probably running around gallivanting at the woods campground, acting like a lumberjack, sucking dick <laughs> while I was in physics class. So somebody's got to do it in high school, and yes. you know, awkward well, as fuck. So. Got to pay the mortgage, darling. Got to pay the mortgage. How yeah. did you? How did you end up in Rochester? I got a job in Rochester that I do not uh-huh. speak of anymore. It didn't okay. exist. I I just ended up moving here. Um, it'll be nine years ago. Wow, nine years ago uh, this February. So, um, and I worked there for two years, and then I liked it so much, and also really couldn't afford to move anywhere else. <laughs> so I stayed. And, uh, you know, uh, literally had 
nothing to my name except for the clothes on my my drag, the little bit of drag I had at the time, a few pieces of clothes, um, a whole bunch of tchotchke shit, and <laughs> a sewing machine, and that was all I had wow. when I was up in Rochester. And wow. now I have a, a full two bedroom apartment that's furnished, and I own everything in it except Great. for whatever my boyfriend who just moved in owns. So <laughs> very cool. Well, just to give the audience a little history or a little background on us, on our relationship here. Yes. Of course. Ike and I had taken 50 Shades of Gay up to the Rochester Fringe Festival. We've done that for a few years. Well, we needed we were in need of a drag queen, and he had located Vivian. So that way, when we we just went up to Rochester to do Fifty Shades, and Vivian stepped in as our drag queen, and from the moment we met, she is she's our little baby sister. She's yes, just, we've just fell in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! I remember the story of him. All right. So the the funny story is <laughs> so the day I got the message to fill in for this show. I was at work. It was a sun. I remember it very clearly. It was a Sunday morning. I worked at a cafe at the time and it was like six o'clock in the six, seven o'clock in the morning um, in September. And I get this message. And as a drag queen, most of these performers are used to strange men sending the messages yeah. at odd hours, um, requesting things, not a show. I did, but um, something a little more su- sexually suggestive, if you will. Um, so here I am going, oh, what what is this drag queen chaser want? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't I, I don't know this person. They're not on my friends list. I'm like, yeah. who, who the fuck? It's seven o'clock in the goddamn morning on a Sunday. Who's <laughs> up at this hour? What you kind know, of pervert is hitting me? What up? kind of pervert is yes, what kind 50 of shades of gay. <laughs> so he goes, you know, we're looking for a drag queen and we're coming up to do the friend show. Would you be interested in doing it? And I was like, Oh, job opportunity? Of course. (laughs) Sight unseen went, sure. I probably would have shown up in that first day and been murdered with an axe. (laughs) I got a gig, mom! We thought about that, but it went the other way. Yeah, but right, and I always pay anyway, so. (laughs) Yes, he did. It was very generous, and I was like, this is the biggest show I've done in my career, so I was like, I was super happy to do it. Oh, Um, my God. Oh, we had such a great time that first year. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it was literally days before the show was going to Rochester that I asked you to. Yeah. Vicky had to drop out, and you literally Googled drag queens in Rochester. And you're like, because I was also doing a show at the time. I was getting ready to do a show at the time, not for the Fringe Festival, but during the Fringe Festival. And so it was plastered on a lot. We were playing for promotions. So you were able to see that I was doing something. So mine was like the first name to pop up. You're like, that one looks great. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was such it was such a hmm, vetting process. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how the hell you found me, but great. Yeah, I'll do it. I, I didn't even have to go from A through. I just went right to V. <laughs> but I'm a strong believer in whatever's meant to happen will happen. And this was one of those times. But yeah. you, you were just perfect. You fit yeah. to our show perfectly. Yeah. Um, and then was that was that when you were doing the show that we got to see upstairs? What was the name of the club? That was... Uh, 
at the time it was 140 Alex Bar and Grill. Yes. Um, and we were doing She Done Tried It. Yes. One, yes. Um, that so was that, so incredible. We we call that, so the, the remaining cast that we still interact with each other, um, we call that the show that never happened. Uh, we everyone's so traumatized by that experience. Even why we, on stage and what we we presented was fabulous. Don't get me it wrong. We everyone did a fabulous amazing. job, but to get there was a nightmare. We yeah. almost the week before the show, we were weren't sure that we were going to have one. Um, we had a very contentious crowd, uh, contentious cat, some tensions in the cast. Okay. Um, we had a bunch of the cast members not know their lines for the mm. actual <laughs> show that we were supposed to do. And um, my partner, Aaron, had um, come up to me and she's like, I won't allow this to go on stage with your name on it. You will be humiliated. You will be laughed out of Rochester if you if you go through with what we're doing right now. So she and I made the 11th hour decision to sit down, we scrapped everything we took the basic plot of what was going on with the script with the words we turned it into a full-blown musical extravaganza that told stories through songs Mm -hmm. and literally put it and learned it rehearsed it and put it on for an audience in a week and we sold a good amount of tickets for it. I think we sold was close that, to almost 200 tickets. Was that what we saw? Was the one that's that you what you, was, you saw? The, yeah, we put that together in a week. Oh my God, that was amazing. So, yeah. you so how much of the dialogue did you actually have to cut? We cut the whole show. Oh. We literally started from scratch. Oh. We took, we took basically, we, we went, okay, what's the easiest way we can transition this into a show, a, a, a show for two hours? Um, and we're like, well, if we get two hour, almost two hours worth of music, do very minimal ad lib dialogue, um, had a basic plot and structure for the show, mm-hmm. and kind of made sure everyone got from point A to point B, and only had select lines that needed to be memorized for the music right. cues. Right. Um, we were able to do like create like it was such a team effort. Uh, most of the cast helped contribute to it. Um, you know, even, you know, there's a whole bunch of the cast that, you know, we had a little falling out and we don't want really to talk. But everyone in that cast, I will never badmouth about the hard work that was put in to make uh-huh. it make to the stage. Um, personal opinions aside, they did such a great job. Yes. And what we presented, I was completely blown away by it. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, it was not what we wanted to do, but it was something that I was proud of. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and and I, we'll have to tell you, we talked about it all the way home. I, I was just going to say that. Ike and I were so impressed <laughs> with that show. It, yeah. we, just, we were just talking about it and talking about it for weeks afterward. Yeah, it was incredible. Very impressive. Absolutely incredible. And then, I think it was a year Probably, later, right? Yeah. You wound up doing uh, Which Bitch Did It, which for we the saw the, for the Fringe yeah. Festival 2019. Yeah. And you had one of the biggest theaters at the festival and pack the house. Yeah. We sold 600 tickets to that show. Six between two nights. Yeah. Between two nights. Uh Insane. Yeah. Um, That was insane because the origin story of that show started actually in 2017. Um, So the year before I joined you guys, we had done, 140 Alex Bar and Grill, I used to work there, had asked, had approached me 
the I want to say the winter of 2016 and said we uh, sales are low we want to get we want to do something different that we haven't done in a while um, we want to have dinner and like a drag show or something can you come up with something because you you know you're a theatrical person you have a theater background what can you do with a limited budget and um, something that's going to be something that people are going to want to see we're only going to do it like a one night sort of thing but we want something fun and different fun. yeah so in two months we put together which bitch did it i took an existing script um of how do of the old 60s musical something's afoot yes I don't know if you're familiar with that yes i took that and we parodied it we made it, yeah. it it's a comedy to begin with and we parodied it even further we made the characters completely over the top um, and we added, we took out all of the existing music and put in modern day pop songs mm -hmm. yes. where the, where all the music spots were supposed to be. Um, we had a big cast. We have a, we had a full set on stage. We had special effects. Um, mm. we really went all out in two months and we put together a show. It sold, we sold every single ticket and filled the, filled the entire bar. Um, we did a dinner and a show. We, and it was such a success. And um, well, now that was that was a the like, witch bitch who did done it. it a who done it type of yeah type of show and 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 you didn't know until the very end who done it right <laughs> and uh, well the twist we the yeah, yeah the, the twist we cut the, the same plot basically but we like made it so much bigger and yeah. you know it was <clears throat> a very it was a, definitely a parody of that show in particular <laughs> and. Um, so what we did for the Fringe Festival is I remember we did that show and it worked so well. And I was like, this would be such a great Fringe show. And so in May, Aaron and I sat down. We're like, let's, you know, make this fit for Fringe. So we the show was really like two and a half hours long. So we had to edit it down to an hour. Um, so we did that together. She did a lot of the script rewrites. Yeah. And um, we recast the show. We tried to bring back as many as the original performers as we could. Um, we recast some new roles. We create, We changed one of the roles and changed one of the characters around to make it fit with the people I had. Um, it made it even funnier. Um, oh, yeah. The characterizations changed for this production because we had different a group dynamic than we had the first time, um, and of course the the time limit was shrunk. And but we did we wanted it to be bigger. Yeah. Um, then we were su so surprised that somebody had picked us to do the show. We're like, oh shit, we actually now have to do it. Um, so we rehearsed our the entire summer. We rehearsed from June all the way up until September to get this show on its feet. And let me tell you, the cast worked so hard and they were so wonderful to work with. Um, it was even funnier this time around than it was the last time, the first time we did it. Uh, there were so many jokes and so the, the cast had such a good chemistry. Um, it was truly hysteric. Like it was pissing yeah, pants funny. It was. And we, we were there for the, the, the preview, right? We did the okay. um, yeah. You guys did the dress, the dress rehearsal. rehearsal the final dress dress rehearsal, rehearsal, yes. And I'm telling you, still to this day, some of the the accents that came out were so hysterical. Erin screaming had me cracking up each and every time. She oh opened her mouth. I was dying. <laughs> she did this. So for everyone that wondered what accent she was doing, it was basically Fran Drescher. Um, <laughs> 
And she was dressed to the nines in like cheetah print and a big black wig. Yes. So, like it was Fran Drescher to the nines. Didn't yeah. call for it in the script at all. Like I said, we changed it so much. None of the original characters that were in the show, you they were completely brand new characters almost. And we had such a good time with it. And you could tell that the cast had a good time with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, the funniest part about the whole production is I'm so, I'm so sad that you guys missed it. Um, the last night of the show at the Fringe Festival. You know how the end of the show where my character, so there's three characters left that are still alive. It's yeah. the young couple. Mm-hmm. We made them lesbians in this this version of the show. Yeah. And myself. And throughout the whole show, I'm getting drunker and drunker and drunker. Yeah. That's my character. She's just yeah. an old, she's an old lady and she's a lush and she discovered White Claws throughout the thing and she was, <laughs> shot, she was shotgun and White Claws the entire time and then any booze on the stage she would drink. Um, but the gig at the end is that she's pouring wine for it. Spoiler alert. If you ever want to see this, um, just figured I put it out there. Um, so she takes the, the the she finds the final decanter of wine in the house, and she pours everyone a celebratory drink because the night's over. They think they solved the mystery, and they're all toasting. And she decides she's going to go gung ho and pour everyone a drink, and then she's just going to drink from the decanter and finish it off. <laughs> So as normal theater does, you don't actually drink on stage. Right, right. So we had, the you know, the first show, I, I it was cranberry juice, as one would for red wine in the decanter. Well, my, my cast and crew decided to prank me, and they turned it into basically pure vodka <gasps> with some red food coloring in it. Oh. And here I am chugging it, but... Because I'm chugging it, I don't realize it's vodka till the first like two swallows. Right. And so there's funny. still half a decanter of me to drink. So here I am chugging vodka on stage. Oh my God. And it wasn't like a little vodka, it was a lot of vodka. <laughs> and oh my Lord. This was the end of the show? This was the final night. Okay. Yep. This was the but, final night. But I'm trying and to remember they, what point was the. The drinking is it was it in the middle? Toasting yeah. at the end when everyone gets poisoned. Very end because yeah. they find out that the wine was poisoned by the guy yes. from the house. Yes, and me being the drunk lush and decides to offer it to everyone without knowing it. Yeah. So I accidentally kill everyone. <laughs> uh, so another spoiler alert. Hey, yeah, right. uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I ended up like falling and breaking a chair or something. It was. <laughs> hysterical i'll tell you well i hope there's footage of this there wasn't unfortunately (laughs) i was so upset well then you have to do it again yeah you just have to do it again and uh, sorry (laughs) if we spoiled the ending but if you found that funny you just have to see it to see it yeah right exactly i'm so disappointed we did not get to share a stage this year i know it mm, but you know what maybe it was for the best because i know you guys were starting this out just around that same time so Maybe it was a blessing. You know, maybe we'll get together sometime soon and we'll we'll get together and do a fabulous show. Well, I hope, yeah, I hope we could be creative together. That would be amazing to come up with something. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was, I was wondering while you were talking about these two shows. Did you study, like, theater composition or, or how to put a show together or write a show? Believe it or not, I have a dual degree in theater. I have a bachelor's in directing and costume design. Okay. So acting, I mean, I got my chops. And writing? 
And yeah. uh, writing, I had no experience whatsoever. Actually, I can't right. take credit for a lot of the writing. I have a lot of the ideas. Aaron, I have to say, wrote a lot of the script itself. I'm like, this is what I want to happen. And she I made it happen yeah, and put too. pen to paper. Um, she's an English teacher here in one of the, uh, in the Greece Arcadia High School. Um, she's super talented, super funny. Um, and just, it was so great to work with her and get her creative input on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really made something phenomenal and yeah. hysterical. Sure um, did. We were so proud of what we had put out. Um, so the people that hired us to do, like, who said, yeah, we want you in the fringe, um, was an offshoot of the Lyric Theater. They were renting, they rented and worked in hand in hand with the Lyric Theater, um, OSC Creations. And they basically were our go-to person and our contact with Fringe. Um, when he saw how many tickets we sold and how successful and how funny the show was, after the run, uh, when we had a meeting about the numbers and you know, here's what your check's gonna be, he personally, outside the lyrics um, jurisdiction, had wanted OFC to partner with our production company nice. to do more shows with them. So right before the pandemic started, we were actually starting production of our next show. Uh, We were doing, we decided we wanted to do Shakespeare. We wanted to do a drag Shakespeare um, and uh, do the same high musical, high comedy drag show and musical theater kind of meshed together. Yes. Um, And we were going to do a Midsummer Night's Drag. Yes. Yeah, oh, and instead my. of it being like fairies in the forest, it was like conservative people yes. getting trapped in like a leather gay bar <laughs> for the night. Um, See this creativity. This is the creativity. Yeah. I'm and instead about. of like bottom being turned into a donkey, he gets a pup hood. <laughs> you know, we we had these great ideas, and you know, they're, they're, we're still planning on doing it, but. Good. We wanted to get the pandemic, like, we wanted to make sure everyone was vaccinated. We wanted to do it safely. Yeah. And yeah. this is a shameless thing for me to say, but hey, I'm if I'm not anything, I'm honest. We like yeah. money, so we yeah. want a bigger <laughs> audience than just, you know, a socially distanced one. So yeah. until we get yeah, exactly. a, the allotment for our larger audience, we're, we yeah. wanted to hold off because the... I. I'm a firm believer in paying my people fairly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these shows, res- our payment um, re- relies on ticket sales. We do all this mm-hmm. rehearsal. We, we have so much time set aside that we rehearse and we learn all this stuff and uh, we make the costumes and it comes out of my po- my personal pocket. Yeah. And you know, I'm, you know, you just say never put your own money in the show, but you know what? I think that's when it, you get the heart of the show is when you're putting your own money into it. Yeah. And you invest. We invested in the show, and I want to be able to invest in a good show. Be able to pay, make sure my my cast and my crew get paid fairly and what they deserve, and not just you know fifty bucks here. You just spend the entire summer learning this, and I'm going to give you like hundred dollars. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. not how I want to run it. Yeah, here's um, a quarter. So, kid. <laughs> right. So, and Midsummer Night's Drag is a gigantic cast. Yeah, I think it's uh, the yeah. biggest show I'll, I'll have ever directed oh, wow. i think it has like 13 or, or 14 people in it uh-huh. um but of course like i said a lot of these performers they we got together we started doing rehearsals and then COVID happened um so we put it on the back shelf for now um mm-hmm. we still i still have the script file and we're still looking forward to doing it once we can 
Good. Um, and OFC is willing to take it back whenever I say we're good to go. Yes. Um, so we're excited to, to get started on that at some point. Uh, and I have a few other projects in the back of my mind brewing mm-hmm. yeah. as well. So who knows Sweet. what you might see. Let's I have go. this really yeah. funny like Golden Girls-esque type show uh-huh. okay. planned out for my drag sisters and I to do. It's about four old uh, drag queens that yeah. are washed yeah. up and they're Ooh. attending the funeral of their fifth friend. Yes. Um, and this and they basically the whole show is a series of flashbacks so they're all sitting at a table eating the you know eating the snacks and the from the reception and talking about their friend and they're they're, through these flashbacks we pan and we see these queens get up and they tell the story of how they met this person or Mm -hmm. about their life they each have their own little story they tell and then they realize at the end that her friends their friend isn't dead and she's (laughs) just yeah and um She's there with them, and they just forgot because they're old and you know. <laughs> oh my god! Agree. So they forgot they brought her, and she was just in the bathroom or in the buffet line or whatever. That's fabulous. Um, but they thought they were at her funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so Brilliant. that one, I ca- right. I came up with the full uh, idea for, and I think it would be a funny friend show at some point. Yes, um, yes, yes. We tried getting that show submitted this year for Fringe, but it unfortunately didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided again to, sh- to shelve it for now, but we're not right. we're right. not completely saying no. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Everything yeah, keep the door open. Time. Yep. So now you said costume design, which you make yeah. all your own costumes, yeah. and they yes. are incredible. It, yes, and your makeup is flawless. I know it's gotten so good over the pandemic. I'm I, so I, thrilled, but I'm even. So- even when you came out, when we were doing the, the 50 shades of gay for the first yeah. time we met your eyes, the lips, the contour, everything is so flawless. Now, how long did it take to get that perfection? Um, it takes anywhere between like today for some, uh, again, yeah, we were works in mysterious. We were talking to this earlier. I literally was like, I was so Ike texted me and was like, oh, you need to be ready by this time. We're going to get started. So I'm like, okay. And so I'm scrolling through my phone. Mind you, over quarantine, just like everyone else in this fucking world, was on TikTok so much. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, here's ADHD TikTok. And I realized, and I was like, you know what? I went and saw it and actually talked to my therapist. I actually do have it. And for like 31 years, I went through my life completely just thinking that this is how a normal person behaves. And lo and behold, no, it's not. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm sitting on my bed. It's like six o'clock. I'm like, I should be getting right now because I know it takes me about an hour to get ready. So it takes me about an hour to get ready. And, you know, when I don't have, you know, do all this, it takes about an hour, hour, 15 minutes. Um <laughs> But here I am, progress. I'm scrolling through TikTok, watching videos. I look at the clock. It's six forty-five, and I'm like, oh, "Shit!" So I and I had a full beat. I had a scruff full beat. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I am running late." I just zoned out and completely spaced well, on the time. Also, be sure to mention earlier today you had. Did you oh, have- I'm getting there. So oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm getting there. So I slap on a mug in thirty minutes. And here I am just, I'm like, this looks so good. It looks (laughs) so, I'm like, I can never make it look like this one, like in a half an hour when I have bingo. What's this fucking bullshit? (laughs) 
And I'm like, so I'm like, do I need to have a podcast with Ike and Tim all the time? Do I need to have another twofold? <laughs> so earlier today, here I am, just minding my own business. So I was asleep. Yeah. I love that Bianca Del Rio joke. I steal it from her, but it's so funny. Yeah, right again. Mind my business, I was asleep. I was um, asleep, yeah. So this morning, I'm just laying there, and all of a sudden, I got a, a searing pain in my mouth. And, you know, I'm used to... What was this thing? I have a, well, I have a boyfriend who lives with me now. So you would think yeah. he had something to do with it. Lo and behold, he was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Minding his own business. Right? Instead of walking in your sleep, maybe you're sucking right. in your sleep or something. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. He only talks in his sleep. He doesn't walk in his sleep. Yeah. Um, so I was like, wow, oh my gosh, this is just... Uh. So I, I get up and I look in the mirror and all nastiness inside. I was like, oh gosh. So I call my dentist. I'm like, um, listen, I have an emergency. Can I you know, come in? He's like, yeah, I come in. So he comes in, does the thing, goes, done. Oh, God, that hurt. Oh, oh you, you made a suck oh, noise. I, I wasn't supposed to do that. Whoops. <laughs> Pretend, don't Pop a Dr. stitch. Don't tell Dr. Randy I did that. Um, oh, he's our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Randy. <laughs> this is just water, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... They 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 pulled a wisdom tooth, so I never had my wisdom Ooh. teeth taken out. So uh-huh. I had one taken out a few weeks a few weeks ago, and then I just had my second one taken out today. Um, they're like, "Oh, we can just take the other two out today." And I was like, "Well, I have a job interview later, and I also have a podcast to record. So you're going to pull this one, and I'll come back for yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll the make another day. next week. No, no, like, yeah. I'll go back next week for it. But um, so I was like, "Here, just take my money. Here, go bye." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take it and go. Yeah, so I'm happy to that. say, um, over quarantine, I lost some weight. I lost exactly two ounces from my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to report that. <laughs> we we adore you so oh my freaking much. I we we can't even tell you. It was a blessing when our paths crossed 2018, mm-hmm. and you got. I, I was just going to say, and I think it was, was it 20, I think 2018 or 2019 when, uh, with Margo, Margo Channing. Oh, that was. Four of us got together. That was so much fun. Yes. <laughs> I want to say that was the first year, 2018. No, Margo was 2019. That's right. Because we filled it. I was, I was her daughter. That's right. Yes. Yeah. We yes. Oh. Yeah. That was 2019. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That was Margo. But a shout out to Margo. Yeah. Shout out to mom. Hi, mom. How are yeah. you? Yeah. Your daughter's all grown up now. Yeah. She's no longer in a uh, prison. <laughs> no, just sucking off the jail guards, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. the guards. <laughs> so again, we we thank you so much. But you're going to stick around for some of our segments now, of course, yay! Which, which I'm excited about because I haven't had one of these in a while. And this is called "What the Hell Did I Just Suck?" Oh. And it's our specialty cocktails that we all made ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mine is coconut ciroc, little travel size. With a splash of coconut juice and my lips. Ow. Mmm. <laughs> mm. It's like I ate a whole coconut. 
I feel like I'm on Gilligan's Island. And Vivian Darling. Well, I'm drinking water. Okay, well, that's true. You're on antibiotics. I'm on antibiotics, but um, for all intents and purposes, I have... One sec, I just have to get... I need to just... Let's do this. We're going to go... Just I have to reach. You're going to get an awful big close-up. Hi, everyone. Oh, look at the eyes. Just a little pink, you know. That make us so a... I have a very large bottle of gin. Uh-huh. It's a very large bottle of gin and some of my favorite tonic water, and that's what I'm sucking on. Okay. And Tim? All right. Cheers. Well, I have what I call semen cum dump. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on the new boyfriend, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this could win him over now. (laughs) They haven't had sex yet, but you know, she definitely is drinking the good. He's magical. (laughs) Actually, what I am drinking is Ocean Spray's Light Cran Grape. I love their, that's my favorite, favorite, favorite. Cheers to the only alcoholic in the house. Cheers. (laughs) I'm just drinking water mm. in a fancy glass. Mm. <laughs> this makes me happy. Oh, sure it one does. second. It does. Oh, next semen delivery. Yes. <laughs> I forgot to get my notepad. For yes, oh, okay. Notepad. So this next segment is called, What is Vivian Darling Thinking? Mm. Tim, would you like to explain? Of course. Um, what we do is we'll ask you, like, we'll give you, like, two choices. Like, okay, well, this will be a practice run. Hot or cold, but don't say anything. And then Ike and I will write it down what we think your answer is going to be. Okay. Hot or cold? Cold. Cold. Yay! Oh, you both got a point. Yes. <laughs> so obviously Tim is the big winner since like February since we've been doing this show. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully so Tim, I hopefully I can side with you, Ike, and make you get some oh, points back. I know. <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> Tim, top, don't worry. top or bottom. Now I could be talking about bunk beds. Just but are you? Dum, 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 Maybe. Dum. Okay. Ready? Ready. Top or bottom? Bottom. <gasps> I had top. Me too. <laughs> Damn, so zero on that one for both of us. Okay, you ready? Yep. Warm apple pie or a cold hollow pumpkin? Warm apple pie, because you know my fat ass likes to eat. Boom. This was not even going in the this wasn't going in the direction of eating, darlings. Oh, I know. I didn't know exactly what it was going into. So you're making Tim win. I didn't mean to. You guys are firing against me. I need a drink. (laughs) Handcuffs or mittens? 
Handcuffs. Boom. <laughs> okay. It's like you know me or something. <laughs> Bianca Del Rio or Lady Bunny? Bianca. Bianca. <laughs> and last one, because I still have a chance to win on this one. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Beach vacation or ski vacation? Do I have to choose one? <laughs> <laughs> Ski vacation. I had beach. Ooh, I had ski. Tied. We're tied. You're tied. I think we need to do a tiebreaker. Okay. You ready? No, let me ask you a question. Okay. And you both had to see. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Peach or eggplant? <laughs> Peach. Oh, I had an eggplant. Me too. <laughs> it's another tie. All right, you go ahead. You do the tiebreaker now. Oh, damn it. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Hagendas or Ben and Jerry's? Oh. oh, you evil man. Oh, I'm going to get you. You're trying to make people mad at me, aren't you? <laughs> You're trying to start a war. <laughs> and this is only because of one flavor, and that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> it has to be Hagen Dazs. Oh. Because of the coffee flavored ice cream. It's okay. the best. I, I you won! I never want to play this again. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't surprised. <laughs> He's over his breath. I love it. Okay. So we have some people do ask for advice. And we like to try to help them. You know, we try to help them in the best way possible because we're not obviously doctors. But if you are one, please give me a ring. Please give me a ring. I have a doctor. Right. (laughs) Okay. This one is from Linda in Hartford, Connecticut. Hi, Linda. Hi. Hi, This is a little serious. My husband and I have been married for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And we have a 15-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. I am suspicious that my husband is sleeping around. Please know I said suspicious. He is very moody when he comes home. And at 1 or 2 in the morning, he is getting alerts on his phone. Mind you, he does not check them. But he did change his password, and I can't get on his phone. 
Do I confront him as we always share logins and passwords? Or am I letting it play with my mind? My daughter asked me if everything was okay between me and her father, feeling helpless. Hmm. Wow. That wow. Um Vivian, you're our guest. You wanna, could Yeah, you wanna take it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Not either. that I don't want to help Linda. I want to help Linda, but right. Wow. This is a this is a toughie. It's layered. Yeah. You want me to yeah. go, Tim, or do you want to go? Or well, I, I don't. Mean... Yeah. I honestly, I really don't know what to tell you. Um. Uh, uh, the I understand the suspicion, and that you've been you've had passwords and shared, and the fact that he has changed his password and didn't tell you and the late night notifications, all of that, you know, all makes sense with the suspicions. I'm one for communication. I, I strongly recommend talk to him about it. You've been married for 20 years. You should be able to talk openly, openly about it, even though that is a very, very difficult subject to start, but that would be my suggestion. Vivian. I, I would have to agree with Tim. I think uh, starting the, the the conversation about it, just say, you know, hey, these are my worries, um, you know. And the the best thing I, I guess to say is never, you need to, if you're going to communicate and bring this out to the open and start the conversation, I would say make sure that you are centered and you don't come from a place of anger or hate at first, um, because it could probably completely derail and set you back even farther than you are now. Right. Um, you need to come from a place. Uh, it, it's going to be hard because obviously you're the one that you shouldn't have to change any sort of behavior. You should be able to ask. However, um, if you you know, it's one of those things. I feel like if if you want to ask that come from a place of just problem solving and not confrontation. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Yeah. Like find out, okay, well, if he, you know, unfortunately, you know, if for the unfortunate case that he is, well, why is there, is that mm-hmm. something that can be fixed or, you know, has, has things changed in such a way where, you know, it, it's the inevitable, you know, at that, you know, you come to the end of the fork in the road where you have to part ways. But um, I would say you approaching the situation with a try to get as level ahead as possible mm-hmm. before confronting would probably be better because anytime you approach somebody with such an accusation like that and you're very adamant about it, mm-hmm. it's usually going to result in the opposite reaction that you're looking for. You probably mm-hmm. won't, if you approach it with anger or any sort of suspicion or, um, any sort of like anger or negative emotion, it's going to usually backfire on you. You'll probably, uh, you know, be lied to. You'll probably, it'll probably result in a huge fight. And um, especially if you've been together for 20 years, there's, there's so much history there where come from it as a hard of a situation. It is come from it as a, from a level head as much as you can. I, you know, and I think that's the best situation is to communicate Mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I I say, and I agree with you both, communication is key. But perhaps 
Linda, do it with a meat cleaver. <laughs> Here he goes. This is serious. And he's like, oh, just, you know, <laughs> go Lorena Bobbitt on his ass. Yeah, huh? just, be, just be like, you know, I was just wondering, honey, you know, you're honey. getting some alerts. <laughs> honey, can we <laughs> talk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep it under your pillow. <laughs> this reminds me of a situation. Oh my god, I'm such a TV like an old like an old TV nerd um, of, of an episode of Frasier where Frasier, uh, where um, somebody calls into the Frasier show and she suspects her husband's cheating on uh, on her and Roz chimes in and says, "Well, here's what you do to find out. What you're going to do is cook him a dinner. Give him two options that you're going to cook for dinner. Give him a lean salad sort of." grilled chicken sort of option and then do like cream pasta or something like that. If he takes the carb one, you're safe, girl. If he takes the salad and chicken, girl, you're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we wish you the best of luck. Linda in Hartford, Um, Connecticut. And can let us know. Yes. Things work out. Yeah. Yep. And this is the end of the show. Oh my gosh! I know it feels like it flew right by. It did. It, I, I'm like, oh. I know an hour <laughs> flew right by. So why don't you tell everybody that's listening in where they can find you on social media? Uh, I know you mentioned Roar. Mention it all. All right. So you can find me on social media uh, on Facebook, just Vivian Darling. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at Vivi Darling. You can catch me on TikTok at Vivi Darling. Um, if you find me on TikTok, I do have a link tree with everything else on it, um, where you can see my stupidity in action. Um, I'm at Roar every single week on Thursdays for Drag Bingo. I also, like I said, perform occasionally. We may do a brunch. I may be on a Saturday night during a club night. Who knows where my fat ass is going to be? Um, usually wherever there's food and money. So <laughs> you never hey, know. Here. You never fucking know. But I can't tell you how honored I am for you guys to both have me. Um, oh, I miss both of you so much. I miss you too. Um, I miss like, you. I do miss you. I love working together with you. We always have a great time. Absolutely. I want you to tell, make sure you tell Ty that I said hi. Said my love. I will. Um, I will. But... And, and, and please, if you want, let's come up with something. Let's be creative together. All of three course. of us will yeah. come up with something and let's do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be great. Um, so we'll talk. We could talk. Yes, we'll talk. Um, but this is the part where we I, wave wave goodbye. Thank oh, you so much you, for Vivian. tuning in. It was lovely thank meeting you. all your new viewers, all your old viewers, yeah. um, all your viewers internationally. Hi. Yes. If you love this, my name is Vivian Darling. If you don't, my name is Destiny Spice. <laughs> we love you, honey. Goodbye. Thanks, Bye. <laughs>